you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle was good, man. Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. Welcome back in everybody to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Show. Thank you so much for joining us. As you can tell, I still haven't kicked this damn cold pneumonia, whatever the hell this thing is. It's been a, uh, a week long at this point, but we're going to try again tonight. I'm going to try to kill it with some more Svedka. I think I got the recipe out of just kill it with vodka. That's how I'm going to do it. But hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for tapping in. How you doing, buddy? You ready to do some more trades? Absolutely. And you know alcohol kills 99.9% of germs. So um, we're going to stick with that motto. Um, I'm excited for the trade show. Mike, we're going to start off with one of yours. Before we do that, if you do want your deals featured on this show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Dollar a month gets you in the door. Have a chance to be on the show. We have some new patrons with some deals to grade today. Also, uh, if you don't want to join the patron, just go ahead and hit the like, comment button. Uh, subscribe to the channel. It helps us out tremendously. Other than that, though, Mike, you know what we do. We start off with one of our own. And this time, we're going to start off with Iowa Michael. So let's get into it, Mike. What do you got here? What did you do? What did you do to these people? All right. So I got uh, Justin Fields in the 24 first. I sent away Garrett Wilson and Anthony Richardson. And Adam, this kind of all started on the uh, the Destination Devi draft stream, right? We were talking about when Anthony Richardson went through the conversation. We had all the big shots on there, right? Me, you, Ray, uh, Jay Rich. We, we had the conversation about A. Rich. Like, where were we at? Where are we at with him? Where would you take him? And uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it was a uh, disagreement. I guess I, in the technical sense, it's a disagreement. But I understand where Ray is coming from as far as where he ranks Anthony Richardson and the concerns on Justin Fields, right? He, it's readily apparent uh, outside of him running for 1,200 yards last year and being an absolute unit on the ground. Uh, if we just relied on his arm, he would have been a horrible fantasy asset absolutely horrible but awful yeah i think there's a lot of things that i like about justin fields that make me rank him over anthony richardson right uh if anthony richardson does what justin fields did last year like anthony richardson's a smashing success we've hit it out of the park with this pick but we've also know that with rookie quarterbacks sometimes there's the unknown there's a downside maybe he's really bad at football we don't know i've actually seen justin fields be good and that's a quarterback that i want to buy into now it is very close. So this is how it all started. We, we have this debate. And I, you know, I think it was a little bit, from my perspective, arrogance, thinking like, man, I, I think most people are going to be on the, the Justin Fields over A. Rich side, personally. But 
I could be wrong. So it went by for a couple months, right? We're, we're a month removed from the draft, basically. Um, so I went through all my leagues. Every league I had Anthony Richardson in and Justin Fields was available for trade, uh, you know, wasn't already on my team. I sent out the offer straight up, and that's how this one started. And uh, a couple counters back and forth, the initial one got declined. And then I got this one out of the blue, and it's Garrett. he added the Garrett Wilson side. And, and for those of you watching, if we were just to grade this trade in a vacuum, Adam, I could honestly say this is a hell of a loss, right? There's no sure. way if A. Rich and, uh, and Fields are very close, there's no way I'm just kicking a random first for, for Garrett Wilson. Get the hell out of here, regardless of settings. 12-team super flex, two tight end, start 12 lineup. That's a horrible trade in just about any format, in my right. opinion. Because yeah, Garrett Wilson is a top five, six, seven dynasty wide receiver, period. So the, Here's the kicker, though. Like, this is where we talk about knowing your league, and you guys are going to know your leagues better than anybody else when you make these deals or submit them or when we talk about them. We try to do a broad stroke on it with the information we have, and the information I'm telling you is Anthony Richardson's the only quarterback on this guy's roster in a 12-team Superflex league, and it isn't like he's just sitting there running around with multiple firsts. I, that was the only first he had. <laughs> And now I have it, and it's and, and it's got his name on it to to let everyone know it's it's right. his pick. And what did right. he finish last year? He finished third to last, right? He was the one hundred and three, and only two teams that finished worse to them, me. That's why I have Anthony <laughs> Richardson mm. on my team and one other team. But both of those teams have improved. I don't know if I could say that he's improved at all because he didn't even have his pick last year, right? He had the the third overall pick. wasn't like he got a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud right. or JSN or Gibbs or anybody like that. He had traded his pick away. So well, this is it, the only thing it, he's added to his team since the end of last season is Garrett Wilson now and Anthony Richardson, but it cost him Justin Fields and his 24 first. So. Yeah. Okay. So in, in lineup start 12, right? So you're telling me this team was a bottom three team. Um, what's also interesting about that, let me just read the trade out again. Justin Fields in a 24 first from uh, CryCK111 um, being sent away. And then Garrett Wilson and A. Rich are going to that that owner. Mike's getting um, Justin Fields in the 24 first. I think the interesting part for me here, Mike, is this. Like, if you get Garrett Wilson and Anthony Richardson, like, that should help your team win in theory. But if you tell me A. Rich is your only quarterback in Superflex, that scares me a little bit. Now, Garrett Wilson and – you know, twelve start twelve lineup probably fixes some things, but I don't know if he's going to fix everything. I mean, I think Anthony Richardson starts from day one, but that's not even a guarantee. Like he may not even have a starter week one on his team. The other thing that you mentioned that I think is big, you still have your own pick, correct? Twenty four. This this gives me three twenty four first, and all three of them are on teams that finished one, two, and three as far as draft order goes last okay. year. Okay, <clears throat> and so. that, that's an even bigger kicker because, one, if your team's not ready to go, like you're fine to sit there and have this top three pick. And then the fact that you actually have both of the other ones that are very likely early. Like if you end up having the top three picks in 24 next year, and I know we do – you guys do this every year. 24 is going right. to be so great. 23 is going to be so great. And then we get there and trade out of 107 and later. Well – Here's the thing. The top three picks in 24, no matter if there's a couple guys that come in and out of what we think that is, they're going to be great players there. There's just It's just the way it is. So if you have all the leverage with those top three picks, um, I like this deal for you there. I will say like trading away Garrett Wilson for a 24 first, even though it's early, is tough. But in the process of what you're doing, I, I, I like it as a whole. Um, 
I'll say this, man. If I could buy Anthony Richardson and Garrett Wilson for Fields in a 24 first random, you've already mentioned, I would do that. Yes. The, the problem is if I don't have another quarterback in Superflex, I'm not sending away my 24 first. Like if you, no. if I now if I if it was a rich and I had Lamar I might even do this right and just figure out some crusty third quarterback later take a shot on you know even if it is early I'm getting a stud in Garrett Wilson I'm still in the in the conversation at QB but in, in start twelve man if you don't have another quarterback it's just there's almost no way you compete it's just almost impossible so I want I want your yeah. side here. And a generic vacuum, I want the other side. So I think that's another thing why in the trades, I know the comments are saying get through them quicker. We want to at least talk the context of the league right. is what we have so that it's not just a on-the-surface trade. We'll try to get through some of them a little quicker, but we want to at least the, talk We want to at least talk all the details, Mike. The, the last point, too, and I've seen the comments, too, but it's not in my contract. I'm contractually <laughs> obliged to, to talk my ass off up here. But I, I will say this, Adam. Uh, I'm using your line now, but – this is a this is one of those two like I had to ask your opinion on it too like I didn't have the arrogance thinking that I know everything or this was such a smash right I, I sent you all the details hey this is what it give me this is this is what this dude's team looks like like you take a look at it I'm not gonna preface it and what was the first thing you said? Jesus this team's this team's got this team's bad right 100 percent I saw that and I was I mean I was honestly shocked how bad it was in that you have a pending trade with his 24 first in it that was right. Now, I get why it's hard to press the button on, but I'm thinking, man, like I love Garrett Wilson. You know I love Garrett Wilson. Yes. Uh, but in the process of what's happening here, I'll I'll, I'll take the risk here. So, and, and another thing out there for the for the league just to add to it is, is this is also one of those things where I've, I've also come accustomed, and I think we've talked about it here, is in, in some leagues, especially random leagues, if I'm not the commissioner or I don't have a real good feel about it, I'm not as inclined to just keep kicking the can down the road. You know what I mean? At some point, I really want to start going for it and win money. But this is the league I run. This is the league I commission. I know that it's going to be there in 24. I know it's going to be there in 25. I know it's going to be there in 26. So if I keep kicking the can down the road a little bit, I don't have to worry about perennially rebuilding and never being able to actually compete for a title when the league actually folds and dies. So another thing to keep in mind when you look at trades like this in your dynasty process. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the last piece is you're probably not going to be ready to compete sending away a piece like Garrett Wilson for a first, but if on the off chance, because I saw your team, it's not nearly as bad as his was in dynasty value. If on the off chance you're you're flirting with the playoffs, I mean, you have the chips to go buy whatever bank, you're at whatever bank. You got the whole thing. You got the bankroll to go buy whatever you want. So um, I, I, I liked it for you, but I will say that on the surface, getting Garrett Wilson and A-Rich is not some bad haul. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it plays out. All right, Mike. Here, here, let's get from a big spicy one to a nice crusty one here. All right. So we got Portentree. Um, our guy, uh, Shithead, is getting Melvin Gordon, a 25 third, and another 25 third. And he's sending away Chase Brown. Uh, 12 team, super flex, tiered PPR, lineup start 10. So that's, you know, half point um, for the running backs. It's uh, a full point for the receivers, and it's uh, 1.5 tight end premium. So. Mike, what do you think here? Is is getting off a of Chase Brown for Melvin Gordon in two thirds, although they're out way out in twenty five, is this a smart play or do you think you'd rather have the Chase Brown side here? Uh, I'd rather have the two twenty five thirds. I'll just kick the one down the road two more times. Um the Melvin Gordon thing factors in nothing. That's a zero. That's a that's a dude. It, you wanted to throw him in, cool. I'm probably gonna cut him though. He's worth uh worth more as an empty roster space than he actually is as a player, so 
Yeah. But I'll take the, the two picks, even though they're in 25 thirds. You've already multiplied it. As long as what I just talked about, you have a good feeling that the league's going to be there. But it's a good process play just to multiply them. I mean, Chase Brown could be fantastic, but we get too caught up in the names. In reality, now you just have two future thirds to, that are liquid. Right. The, the worst part about having third round picks is actually having to make them in your rookie drafts because then they're not liquid anymore. And what's he keep? He keeps the liquidity. He turns the hard asset into two things that are double. And now he has the liquidity again in season to go buy a Melvin Gordon type if he ends up doing anything and he can start him for a week. So I like the two thirds personally. Yeah, I, I would say this. I think like if these are twenty four thirds, like this is a hundred percent, thousand percent smash. The the reason the twenty five is a little closer, I still think I want that side, is because I, it's more about what the other side I think sometimes is not. And right now, in the middle of you know the summer's getting ready to start, right? We're at the end of May. This period here is really lawless because your draft's probably over and people are just kind of getting into hype. So what tends to happen is these way down the list names like chase brown right this is a day three guy pretty late day three guy now if mixon's gone maybe there's a scenario here where he you know is thrust thrusted into a bigger role but right like we saw travian you know travian williams what did he do i mean for the last how many years it feels like he's been around doing nothing for 10 years at this point don't it right and it's just it, there's there's been these names and if you've played long enough you chris start evans. to kind of yeah chris right. evans right you, the you, next one and it's not even just – that's the Cincinnati running backs I'm giving you, right? How many names at this time of the year, if you go back and look year after year, Semi Fajoko, I know it's not a running back, but, but like there are so many guys that people were excited Darwin for. Darwin Thompson. Right, Darwin Thompson. How could you forget, right? Chase Brown, if he hits, okay, maybe you don't look the greatest here. But there's a reality that Chase Brown types, this type of a draft pick and later, although, yeah, you got a running back here in a lineup league, which you want, you want to have as many of them as you can – he ends up being a just complete zero for you, and you hold and hold, and you get nothing back. The 25 thirds, I think what's interesting is because they're two years out, I don't know how much they're going to be able to buy it in season and if this is a league where right. someone will take two thirds and 25 next year. But either way, they'll eventually come to fruition. So I'm in a process. I'm going to probably get off of Chase Brown for multiple shots at liquidity that I can try to sell for something else that I want later. I'm with you, Melvin Gordon. means nothing to me in this deal. Um but as a process, I'll do that, and the reason is I can sell these picks later for what I want to go buy. Chase Brown right now, he may be what's well, hard to believe for people uh, at a peak value in his dynasty career. It's very possible that's the way it is. Very, very I like the prospect too, by the way. But like I we have too. to keep we have to keep it honest, right? This could be the uh, the peak of Chase Brown, and it's uh, you know May May thirtieth. It's tough to say, but uh, there you go. Anyway, that's why I would sell. Um, let us know if you if, if you think we're crazy in the comments. All right, Mello Nello, Mike. Mello, Mello's starting to get active in these leagues. I'm seeing him weekly, so I want to put him in here. Mike, this one here, 12-team Superflex lineup start 10. Okay, so he's our guy Mello's receiving the 103 and Alvin Kamara. He's sending away Hollywood Brown, the 106 and the 206. Um, there are no players attached to this, but we know what the players kind of in these ranges are going. So w right. what side do you want? Talk us through this trade for you. Oh, Melo killed this one. Um, you think this only happens because of the DeAndre Hopkins thing right now? Uh, Hollywood Brown's got a little bit more juice, carries a little bit more weight. He's never been a guy. I mean, I, I remember this time last year where we're arguing with patrons about Hollywood Brown and he was fine at him. He was, he was okay. He had some moments. I'm just not the biggest Hollywood guy. 
And if he's the number one receiver for a Colt McCoy-led offense that's tanking or a Clayton Toon-led offense, like it's still just not that sexy. I really don't care. So Brown, Kamara, you can call it a wash. I favor Kamara there. Um, I'm willing to take the bet on Kamara, even if he does get suspended for four, five, six games. Um, but I, I get it if you're on the, the Hollywood Brown. The other part is is the easy one. If I can move up and get a quarterback – we're getting into that quarterback range because uh, you're probably not getting one at 106 in a lot of leagues. Like, you have to really strike it big, right? Somebody's got to take Gibbs and JSN before you get the last choice at the quarterback. I, I kind of want the second choice at the quarterback, and I'm willing to pay the 206 all day to move up those three spots to make sure that I can get it in a super flex league. So I think Melo killed this one. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this. I. I think if I like think about the process for each side, I could see what Blair uh, 1036 is trying to do. For me, the way I play, I, I do want the mellow side. But the reason I say that I could see it closer for the other side is this, right? So I think Kamara right now is not someone I'm actually wanting to sell. But a lot of people really are worried about this, you know, uh, his suspension coming and, and his play starting to plummet further and further down. So if you're telling me that you want to do that, and you get a receiver like Hollywood, who I don't think is um, all that great. But last year with with Hopkins out of the lineup, he was pretty good. I'm not, I'm not going to say he was elite, but he was in the range that mattered. So I think people are going to project that. And then if you didn't actually need the quarterback, right, you're getting 106 is going to guarantee a JSN or Gibbs or a QB at that spot, right? And then the 206 you could probably use for a running back in that range. So I understand what's happening over there, but for me – that's not I, I don't actually want to play that way. Even if I had the quarterback, I'd rather have right, like if I could if I could dispose of a quarterback, Mike, and I didn't need to take one here, and that's the reason you're taking the one oh six side, I still would rather almost leverage up to go get A Rich if he falls there. Or the second quarterback, you know, whether that's Bryce or CJ, like what your pick is. For me, I'd rather have Bryce and Kamara or A Rich and Kamara as opposed to Hollywood Brown, JSN, and you know, if you're lucky, Kendra Miller, but probably more like Michael Mayer or something. So yeah. like for, for me in a process play, I, I want the Kamara side because of how much I think I can trade away the 103 player. Um, but if you if you were going to tear down, um, I, I understand why you might take that side on the on the other one. If you went ahead and used 206 for a running back, got JSN, got Hollywood. Like I could see why you'd do that. For me, though, I'd rather have the Kamara side. I mean, if we take it back to our old school roots, uh, Kamara, he's a ninth round startup pick in Superflex Leagues. Hollywood's an eighth rounder. Uh, your 103 is going off the board. Third round? Uh, end of the second. Oh, it's, it's come up. It's come up. It's come up. Bryce Young rising up. Um, your 106, so your JSN, your Gibbs. I mean, you're talking about a fourth rounder there. So mm-hmm. you moved up a couple rounds. Two rounds. Right, and it cost you a 206. Which that, I mean, that, that 206 is probably eight. going in the 11th, 12th, right? Something in that range? Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, man, man, it might even be a little bit later because the kind of the depth of this class is all over the place. So True. there's not a real good consensus. But if we just keep it at that, you know, you just talk about those four pieces. If I was in a, a startup, right, you didn't know players, you didn't know picks or nothing like that, but you're like, hey, I'll give you my, uh, you know, I'll give you my eighth. I'll give you my fourth rounder. Uh, you give me your second and you give me your ninth rounder startup pick. I mean, the guy's like, oh, I need a I need a future second from you, like a second round rookie pick. All right, right. done. 
Yeah. Like it's so much more important for me to move up in those earlier rounds than it is to move up in the later rounds. So I'm with you. Pretty easy deal. Like most people tell you to to get bent, but I did figure those two were probably close together. Now this doesn't factor in all the rise we probably will see for Hollywood. You know, now that it's really official with the the DeAndre Hopkins Him being release, gone. So yep. He could move up another round, man. He could be in the seventh round the next time we are doing a trade show. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But. Uh, I do like Melo's side here, and it's just because of the quarterback leverage, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I I want the uh, 103 side. <clears throat> I could see I could see someone arguing it if they had you know with the team that's built and they think they can uh, avoid the quarterback class here. But f- for me, I want the uh, the Kamara side yeah. of this deal, Melo side. All right, seven goat rings always has to make an appearance. Mike, uh, let's let me let me hear your thoughts here. All right. So speaking of Kamara, Alvin Kamara is going to Big Black Scooby, as is Greg Dolchich. And Chase Claypool. Seven goat rings in return is receiving the Chicago backfield, the tandem, I guess you could call them, if that, of Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert, as well as Jaden Reed. Uh, we got a 12-team, two-quarterback, PPR, start 11, no tight end premium. Um, that applies to the Dolchers part of this trade here, Mike. So right. what are your thoughts here? Kamara, Dolchers, no tight end premium, and Claypool, or Herbert, Johnson, Jaden Reed? So let me say this, and I'll see if the comments hit me, hate me for this one, but I really don't give a shit about Greg Dolchich and non-tight end premium leagues. I just really don't. Um, I'm start 11, nine-tight end premium. He's just kind of in that range of tight ends where, like, I just want, like, four, five, six of these guys, and I'll try to figure out who the hell is actually good at football. But it's not an asset that I really want on my roster. You know what I mean? Like, if I have him on my roster, I'm not selling him cheap, but – I'm not actively requiring them anywhere. Like right. I don't take them in deals. I, I don't want those kind of tight ends. Like I'm good, man. Those are just non-difference makers. They really don't matter. Right. This one comes down to me, like how you feel about Alvin Camaro, because I can honestly see, even though I just said that about Dolchus, I can see a side where if I'm big black Scooby, like I probably don't want the Claypool and the Dolchus stuff added on. Um, like they just kind of can convolutes the deal, but yep. If I want to make a bet as a contender, like Alvin Kamara has one of those, what his price is now, we just talked about him, what his price is now, like that's a big bet to make that could pay off in a massive way. Sure. Or it could just be an absolute shit show and you're left with nothing. But, I mean, I'm talking about Jaden Reed and Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. All right, man, what do we project the ceilings for some of these guys? Like, are they that good? Like the ceiling for Alvin Kamara, if you're right on that bet, is very, very, very high. Like that's you, you have the possibility of league winning upside with the bet you make on Kamara. I wouldn't say I got the possibility of upside with the Jaden Reed, Khalil Herbert, and Roshan. Now, however, I just sat here and I tried to lay out the case. If you don't feel good about Alvin Kamara, like you don't like the negatives, what are you really getting for him that's going to matter? And I can argue here that seven goat rings got back three pieces and he can figure out if any of them are any good or they accrue value or if Khalil Herbert's massive rise that he had comes up or if all the Roshan Johnson truthers like me out there who love the guy to death, if he has a massive rise in season or if Jaden Reed is actually a really good wide receiver for Green Bay and unseats Romeo Dobbs and you know kind of puts uh, Christian Watson in his place and him and Jordan Love have a really good connection. You never know. So I can see both sides of the trade. I can't really pick one, man. I, I think I want to make the bet with Alvin Kamara, the Alvin Kamara side, and I want to shoot for the upside on it. But I just don't like the Dolchich and like Claypool thing. Like you added a bunch of junk to me that I really don't care about. So in that sense, 
seven goat rings did what he did by just throwing some stuff that really don't matter in to get the deal over the finish line, I guess. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Mike, when I look at this deal, right, especially like the, the Claypool and the Dolchers thing for me, like Claypool, I know for facts, like I am <laughs> not projecting him ever to be a starter in this format. Um, I know Chicago invested in him, but they also invested in DJ Moore, and right. it's not really, even if it's an upgraded offense, as far as passing volume, it's not going to be high volume. And I'm just Claypool's not it for me. Uh, Dolchich for the reasons of non-tight end premium, like he's already a guy, Mike. If I'm being honest, even in tight end premium leagues, I want to move. Like I want to move him everywhere. But the reality is, in those leagues, there is some bigger value, right? In this league, not only do I want to move him, I almost I'm not going to say I don't care. But you've already kind of laid it out. Like it's just not a piece that I want a bunch of uh, value into. I don't care. I don't want to have, I don't even want to have too many of those type of guys to make decisions with. Like I'd rather trade up for one or just have like two. And I'm just kind of assuming a loss there. Cause he, he, picking the Dolchich first three or four of those guys in that range every week, you're not going to get it right. Sorry. You're right. just not going to get it right. How many, how many questions did we get last year on the trade show at this or the start sit show on destination Debbie about Dolchich? Oh, it was every, man. every, every week, week for like nine weeks, man. He never reached that range where anybody was just starting him every well, single week. With that, was, that was, that was the best part is he's tied in like 12 and 11 on, you know, keep trade cut. But every week we're still, should we start Dolchich? Yeah. If he's yep. a top, if he's a tight end one and he's a rookie, yes, you should start him. But no one felt confidently enough about that. That's why it's not real. Anyway, the other side I'll say is this. Like, Roshan and Herbert, I think the interesting part here is it's not something I typically like to do, but you do have, however that backfield shakes out, you have the opportunities. Now, there's a, there's a case where they just split work and they kind of both don't really do much, right? That's right. your worst case scenario. But if one becomes the lead back, now when you have a lead back on your team, again, and obviously you still could have had Kamara, but when you have a lead back in Chicago and a run first offense, like that asset could be exciting because both of these guys, like we already saw Herbert have truthers. Roshan seemingly has truthers. He's going ahead of Tank Bigsby and a lot of people in this draft. Jaden Reed, I think, is the piece here that makes it interesting because in a start 11, Mike, it's, it's just close enough to where if Reed has some weeks, you might actually put him in, especially when buys are coming around. And that's why I think I want the three pieces here because I could probably trade all of them at parts. The bottom part, part for me, the problem is like Kamara is the best piece in the deal. But I'm also, if he does get suspended and he's getting older, yes. like I, I think I'll get off of the, the Kamara show for these three pieces. But I will admit it doesn't feel like a sexy, sexy trade at all. No. No, nah, it's pretty gross. It's uh, real junky. Right, we're taking that old school too. Real the junkie. junkie. It is junky and goat rings. Um, you know, I don't know what happened. The the savage of goat rings, I think, is kind of left. Um, he's he's pulled some crazy ones lately. But speaking of savage, Mike, the reason I use that term is because this is savage, and this was, I guess, sent to him. So Ortiz, the god, newer patron, uh, OTG over there, he's receiving Deshaun Watson in a twenty four fifth for CJ Stroud and a twenty four third. Uh, he said, "You could have kept the fifth. I would have happily taken it without it." <laughs> kind shit. of, kind of just flexing in our uh, Discord when he said that. I'm like, "This guy, this that's some shit." Mike would say, "Like, you know, you, you could have kept your fifth, and I still would have taken the deal." Well, no shit, Sherlock. But uh, there's not much to put here. He didn't put settings. I know it's 12 team super flex. I don't think settings matter here. I'm just gonna put the trade on the show so we can kind of. Um, no. Baskin, how sometimes you just get a deal sent to you, you can't say no to. Yeah. Is it, this isn't close, is it? 
No, it is, it is not close at all. And this is, I mean, something we talked about on an AMA, it, felt, it feels like forever ago, but with the Sean Watson thing, you and I both like Deshaun Watson. And I think one of the things is there are some people who play this game that have a hard time separating fantasy and like what actually happens in reality. You know what I mean? Like I play this game for, sure. for fun. I play it for points. I play it for this. I don't do it for political reasons. I don't do it to, you know, Listen, man, in all reality, Deshaun Watson, the human being, probably a piece of shit, man. Like, did some shady stuff. But do I still want him on my fantasy team? Yeah, because he scores points, and I think he's a good quarterback, right? I don't want to be best friends with him, but on my fantasy team, I like him. But, Adam, I think we talked about it. There's people who can't separate it, and it sticks with them forever. And it 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 goes to how they value players. It goes to how they make trades where they're like, they've – I have always hated Deshaun Watson. I don't like him. I don't want him off my team. And when the opportunity comes, they go and get a player that they really do like. Or even if it's not involving a player like Deshaun Watson, Adam, sometimes it's just about going and getting guys that you're fans of. And I know there's some people out there who uh, promote that, right? Just go get guys you like, right? Just just draft good players. Just do this, right? Just you know, like they make it sound so easy. And the reality of Dynasty really ain't that easy all the time. But – this may be one of those things, man. Somebody's got a value where they're like, nah, I don't like Deshaun Watson. I think CJ Stroud's just as good. I'll add the fifth just to, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know why you add the fifth, but I like it. <laughs> Here you go. I just you, give if you're gonna, more. I mean, if you're going to give me a fifth, I'm not going to say no to a fifth. I'll take a fifth. I'll take fab. <laughs> it's it's something. Um, here's what I think is actually pretty interesting about this deal, though. I'm going to talk less about off the field and more on the field, right? So Deshaun Watson, um, you know, had a big lapse in his play due to all the off-the-field stuff. So he didn't play all two seasons ago, the 2021 year. 2022, you're talking he played, you know, the, the last six games of the season. Um, and it was kind of in disarray. The weather's rough. He hasn't played in a while. You saw some moments that were good. You saw a couple moments that were the great Watson, but you saw a lot of rough moments. And I think the recency bias of seeing all that, plus the fact that he was off-the-field – is making Watson down in value. So I kind of get it. But I will say this, Mike. It's interesting it's C.J. Stroud going to Houston because when I think yeah. about Watson, right, when he was the full-time starter, he was quarterback five or better for three years in a row with really only nuke or, you know, minimal weapons. Um, you did have some some nice years out of Fuller. I shouldn't even say years. Games when he was healthy, right, because he was almost <laughs> never always healthy. Get some nice half a seasons. Yeah, but like now think about CJ Stroud for a second going to the same situation, right? The, but this situation's worse. They've tore everything down. They don't have much in weapons. Wide receiver one, Nico Collins, baby. Let's go. This is a guy that's always played with great weapons and has none of them. Um, it just, to me, it's a weird bet uh, because I think there's going to be a couple years at least, honestly, before you get Stroud to be m- meaningful for a team that's contending. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the team's rebuilding, um, but I, I, I can, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to logic, kind of give logic or reasons why you would right. do this because I would never do it. It's just funny thinking about the old situation that he was in and how it was worse. And Watson basically carried that whole team when they were they were awful, and he got quarterback five. Like I don't see that in the cards for C.J. Stroud for the next couple of years and maybe ever. Like I don't know if C.J. Stroud's ever going to be a top five quarterback on in a fantasy football season, right? Like for me, it was it was a lot more attainable. 
before they traded up then to get Will Anderson and leverage their 24 picks as well. You know what right. I mean? Like, <clears throat> Right. If, if you, I know Will Anderson's a stud, right? But it's besides the point. I'm looking at it going, well, he doesn't have any weapons now. But if they're bad next year, I mean, they could reunite him with his teammate, Marvin Harrison Jr. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I really want a piece of this Texans offense now. And you'd be a lot more excited. <laughs> Instead, we're going – and we'll see what kind of free agent receiver they can bring in or who they can get on a deal like uh, Chase Claypool for a second. You know, right. Like they'll they'll end up too. trying to buy like, you know, a Claypool type or maybe, you know, find a way to get a right. DJ Moore type if they, you know, can or uh, Elijah Moore. These are the type of guys you get in that range. Maybe they get a second round pick next year that's falls or something. But right. they're not going to be surrounding him with some stud or multiple studs. Like uh, Watson right now does have Cooper. There's talks. Today, I don't know if it's going to come to fruition of, you know, them possibly getting Nuke, uh, him going to play there. I, it may, it may or may not happen. But regardless, you got Cooper, you got Njoku, you got Elijah Moore. Not the greatest cast of weapons, but it's a lot better than what Houston has going on, and we've seen it from Watson before. So it's just, man, it's, it just doesn't. You look around again, the league; man. that's probably like upper half. Not going to lie, that's that's at least upper half. There's some yeah. bad situations out there, some real bad ones. And I'll tell you what's bottom half is what Houston has going on in their room yes. of tight ends and wide receivers. So, anyway, that that's just another layer of why there's just no way I would take uh, the other side. So, sometimes you just get layups sent to you, man. And, uh, what you the hell just hit the is button. with the, uh, the Alvin Kamara, <laughs> man? We got the I, Alvin I, Kamara show. I don't think I can put him on the thumbnail because it just doesn't Please drive don't. enough force. But, man, like no apparently can. people want nothing to do with him or they're getting him super cheap. Like, here it is, right? The, the Kamara panic's getting so – Wild. 12-team Superflex PPR lineup start 10, Mike. All right. We've, we've had our Noah Fant love, you know, me yes. for my reasons of his athleticism, you because Iowa and athleticism. KJ Osborne um, just had a Jordan Addison drafted to his situation. Yikes. And we can talk about liquidity till we're blue in the face, but it's a 24-third for yes. Alvin Kamara. So, yep. Mike, I don't know how to say this other than like nothing on that other side means a damn thing compared to what Kamara could mean if he's playing football. So, like I just can't, I can't, I can't envision a world where I'm Nick Tran and saying, you know what, like I'm gonna get off of Kamara, but I'm not gonna get any liquidity. I'm not gonna get any younger running backs back. I'm gonna take Fant, even if it is tight end premium. KJ Osborne in the third, just no thank you. Yeah, a lot of no. I'm good, man. I'll keep Kamara for that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good. Give me a second, right? Can I get a second and a third? Can I get a second and a third? Let me ask you if it was a uh, no. Fan? Yeah, what if it's Noah Fant and a second? What if it's Osborne replaced by 205? So it's Noah Fant, 205, and a 24 third. Much better. Much better. A, a thousand better. percent. What if it's what if it's 210? Adam, this is a damn lineup league. I don't want KJ Osborne and anything outside of best ball. And that was last year when he was the number two wide receiver. He did some nice things in best ball as the number two wide receiver. And I'm sure in lineup, maybe if you were savvy enough, you could have started him a few weeks and he actually would have been beneficial. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was bad, but they just spent a good draft pick, a first round draft pick on a rookie receiver, right? To, to replace him, to replace him. And uh, this is a lineup league, Adam. Like I still have interest in KJ Osborne in a best ball league because it's Minnesota, and I think they'll probably throw, especially with no Dalvin Cook. I just don't trust him running with Ty Chandler or Alexander Madison or Dwayne McBride or whoever the hell's back there at the running back. Like They're going to throw the football because they have Justin Jefferson. They have Addison. So KJ Osborne will probably have some weeks in best ball, but I don't know when the hell they're coming in lineup. I 
I'm good, man. This is beyond the definition of roster clogging. You'd be off my team in a heartbeat. So you replace him with the 205. I don't even know who the hell the 205 would be, but I would definitely take that over KJ Osborne right now. Yeah, in a, in a flash. I, <clears throat> there's not much analysis you're going to get from me on this. It's just not – banking on a resurgence from Fant seems foolish um, at this point. Not saying I don't want him, but I'm I not – not in, not in the relation of Alvin Kamara. Good, man. A third and Osborne don't even come close to making up the difference. I just I can't I can't keep talking about this deal, Mike. We're going to another deal. All right, this is a big juicy one, man. Um, so Blitzing Buzzard is receiving uh, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson, and the 101. Mike, talk about a whopper off the rip. The 101 and Garrett Wilson in the same deal. Uh, he's sending away to NBC Alter Ego. Uh, I believe he's in a, a uh, Heisman member too. Um, getting Jamar Chase, the 104, and Dalvin Cook. Um, so here's what I can tell you also about the settings. It's a 14-team Superflex tight end premium lineup start 11. And I do know that Blitzing Buzzard at the 101, because it is a 14-team league, took Anthony Richardson. I don't know who the 104 became, but if you know that's the fact, Bijan's going to be gone. So you're looking at you know a Gibbs maybe or one of your quarterback's picks. So talk to me, Mike. Is Anthony Richardson, right, the shot at him in a 14-team league, worth going from Chase to Garrett Wilson and then the swapping of Dalvin Cook and Jahan Dotson? Well, for me, I started Dotson or Cook in a 14-team league. I know Dalvin Cook is still good, and you can buy running backs, but everybody hates running backs, man. I could buy Dalvin Cook a billion times over, or Dalvin Cook types, or, you know, if I don't like Dalvin Cook, there's Aaron Jones, There's we've done 8 billion deals on Alvin Kamara, doesn't really matter. As crazy as it sounds, man, I, I definitely would rather have Jahan Dotson over that type. Yep. Me personally, I'll take the receiver. Jahan Dotson did some nice things. He wasn't special, but he's a threshold receiver, so I will take him over it. Um, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase for a reason, uh, but Garrett Wilson is on that trajectory pretty pretty heavily. Not. Not to the level of Jamar Chase. I'm not trying to be hot takey, but we have seen, Adam, you love Garrett Wilson, and we have seen since the rumors started of Aaron Rodgers going to New York just how much his dynasty value has risen. Now, I still haven't moved him up myself, but there's a lot of people where he is knocking on that door of top five pretty pretty close if he ain't already there. So it's not as big as a gap as it once was, but it's still Jamar Chase. For me, in a 14-team Superflex League, there is a ton of conversation about whether it be Bijan or A-Rich. Um, I know I argue till I'm blue in the face in a 12-team league. It's still Bijan, but A-Rich, yes. In a 14-team league, there's a big difference between what we were just talking about with your choice of Stroud or Young, who both have weapons issues both have offensive issues both also have draft capital issues in the future i would rather just have ar than one of those quarterbacks in a 14 i still you're still going to take the quarterbacks at that spot right i'm still taking whatever quarterbacks available at the 104 i just much rather have my my choice of anthony richardson than one of those two guys to be honest and i think it's a big deal i would take Blitzing Butzers, Buzzard side here. All the, I will take the the tear down, I guess, the tear down from Chase to Garrett Wilson because I don't think it's as bad as it once was anymore. People have starting to cream themselves over Garrett Wilson. So, yeah, it's a lot closer than it ever has been. So, I don't, I don't feel too bad about that anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think here, man, the fact that it's 14 team changes everything. 
because um, if you told me it's 12 team here and then one one whether it's a rich or Bijan like I, right. the difference in chase from Wilson there Mike it might actually make me pause and I might take the Jamar Chase side but when it's 14 team and we're talking about an asset like Anthony Richardson in a in a we, we know in 14 team um, like first and foremost quarterbacks drive superflex period right it, that's the way it is 14 team they really drive it because of scarcity. So if you can land a guy like Anthony Richardson, and you saw you could trade him right now for Justin Fields, right? Like you can right. trade him for elite type quarterback assets. As much as I like Chase, and I, I'll admit I'm, I'm in on Chase. I'm very high on Chase now. I, I'll take the down tier and stay with a Garrett Wilson type here, and have my shot at having you know uh, Anthony Richardson, who I think right now also even if you're not the biggest a rich believer, can trade for something massive. Uh, in start 11 with 14 teams, like you're talking more like in a 12-team league, like a start 12 league or a start 13. And yes. Jahan Dotson's actually a piece. As much as there's concerns with him, you know, some of the metrics you may have heard on the latest Destination Dynasty, but when you get to this type of level of starters, Jahan Dotson's still someone I want to have and even still has enough name cachet and ADP to trade away to still get something legit where Dalvin Cook, you're just kind of going to have to hold and hope with him. So that's the biggest differences in the trades here that make me want to have Blitzing Buzzard side personally. Not saying it's a bad haul on the bottom side. I'm not saying that at all. Jamar Chase is really dope, but I want to pick the top side here. I'm with you. I'm with you. You get an elite receiver and you get the, you still get a quarterback. It's not like that's a bad side at all, but <laughs> I got to pick one. It's the top side for me, and I don't think it's too close either. I comfortably want the top. Yep, I'm with you. Last trade here, Mike. Uh, new patron. So we got a 12-team Superflex PPR lineup. This this happened during the rookie draft. So he uh, has the 201, the 211, the 311, the 411, right? And Wandale Robinson that he's sending away here for Miles Sanders and Deontay Johnson as well as the 25-3rd. Uh, the 25-3rd, you can probably, you know, whatever. It's We talked yeah. about it. Here's the thing, though, Mike. So now you got to ask yourself, <clears throat> 201 or Miles Sanders on a contending team? He, he was second last year, looking to make a push again. And then Deontay Johnson, really, for me, Mike, is versus the 211 straight up. Like, Wandale in this league I'm ready to get off of. 311, 411. Not saying they're nothing, but, like, I'd probably in a start nine comfortably move off of Wandale 311, 411 to go get whatever pieces I need. So for me, Mike, the bulk of the deal – because there's a late third and 23 versus a 25 third and the force whatever Wandale's kind of whatever the bulk of the deal for me is 201 versus Sanders and 211 versus Deontay or however you want to flip them if you think Deontay's worth more than Sanders that's the bulk of the deal for me here so I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this deal being that it's a five for three in lineup start 11 I mean the 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 201 or Miles Sanders I guess it's it's like what a chain Kendra Miller Zach Charbonnet if I just wanted to be comparable yeah a chain's typically gone, but like definitely you could get Kendra a lot of times. Right. And sometimes one of, those, one of those running backs or Miles Sanders. Value wise, like I'm gonna take the rookie, but on a contender, I mean it ain't crazy to say that Miles Sanders is because something I talked about earlier, that offense just has such a lack of weapons, you know what I mean? Like right. he he's almost just gotta be force fed the ball at some point because the receivers are god awful. Um Yeah. I think it's close. I'd probably still side with the 201. But you look at the other part, as much as, Adam, you, you're not on Deontay anymore or you don't like him, like I still 
I still think Deontay Johnson's a really good football player, still a really good wide receiver. Now he's come down some for me, but there's no question over the rest of the junk, like the 211, the 311, the 411, Wandale Robinson and the start nine, which, sorry to say it, folks, junk, because you're probably never starting this dude in a start nine ever, ever, ever. If you got to start Wandale Robinson in a start nine, your team's horrible. Right, you're, ta- well, you're, actively, you're, you're hopefully actively tanking. I would hope so. Um, I'll take Deontay all day over the rest of that, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. 211s like Hendon Hooker in ADP, right? Look at South Harm in ADP. That's where it's in a start nine. Or Jaden Reed, Tajay Spears, Jalen Hyatt. I'm good, man. Yeah. Just give me Deontay. I don't even care what the other ones are. They don't matter. They really don't matter. And he got a 25 third for liquidity's sakes in the future. So, yep. Great, great I- deal, man. I actually, I agree. I think, uh, you know, when you start to look at it and break it down, like Deontay um, in lineup start nine, honestly, he's not someone I want to start. But to your point, it's like I'm not like out out on him. Like I have him on lineup start nine, so I'm fine with him as my wide receiver four or five type. And there's going to be bye weeks we need to start him. There's going to be injuries that might happen. You may need to start him. Let's say he has some decent games. Let's say Pickett picks it up a little bit. Deontay had some weeks down the stretch last year, which looked a lot better than it did in the early first 12, 13 weeks, whatever it was, let's say he's clicking a little bit. Let's say he's starting to earn more target share. He's starting to look a little more, maybe not wide receiver eight version, but better than he was last year, more like the 2021 Deontay. Maybe you can flip him. You know what you're going to have a hard time doing early in the year is probably flipping to 11-3, 11-4, 11 for anything. So um, on a consolidation move, I'm totally in on uh, what uh, Grant is doing. Uh, Miles Sanders, Deontay, and the third for me here. Just because... The 201 is the one piece here that I do have a hard time trading away, but the rest of it I'm so comfortable moving off of in lineup start nine. So I I do want his side. I do. Right. You just made the deal. If it was the 201 for Miles Sanders, I'd be like, nah, not right right now. I could maybe make that to you later. Right. But not right Right, now. But if you take that part away and you go, hey, right now, would you trade for Deontay Johnson for this junk, this junk, this junk, and this junk piece? I'm like, yeah. In a start nine, I'm good. Maybe yeah. maybe not in a best ball, you know what I mean? Because I can talk myself into what uh, Jaden Reed might have a couple weeks or sure. uh, whoever the hell, the, Luke Schoonmaker is the 311. Maybe he has a couple weeks his rookie year. Maybe, you know, Wandale, he might have one or two weeks. But in a lineup start nine, I'm like, there's never a scenario where I'm going to push the button on these guys and feel good. And if I do, my team's junk. It's, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible, so... Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, the Deontay part of it makes it for me. Because if someone sent 211, 311, 411, Wondell Robinson for Deontay, they were wanting those pieces off my team and lineup start nine, I'm take them. Take the trash and go have your fun with it. I'll take the devalue Deontay Johnson and hope to move him in a piece later even if I had to, worst case scenario. I uh, thought there were some interesting deals there, Mike. A lot of lineup trades. Um, but uh, I thought another good trade show. Anything you want to talk about here before we get out of here on our another midweek uh, Wednesday episode of the trade show? I appreciate everybody tapping in. Uh, we've been doing these uh, doubles, trying to, as schedule works out. But we'll get another double in here. Um, I really enjoy doing these trade shows. And we try to pick up the pace a little bit. But I am long-winded, even though I do have a cold. So maybe you guys are uh, getting lucky because I can't be as long-winded as I want. But go check out the website, southarmanff.com. Uh, the support we've gotten so far has been incredible. When I talk about ADP, I can just go right there. That part's free, man. Free tools. Just click on it. 
look at ADP and I can sort it however I want. Multiple options. Shout out to our partner Koopa for getting the website up and going. Shout out to you, Adam, for all the work that you guys have done. And uh, it's been it's been incredible. I thought this was a good trade show. Really good trade show. We can't put Alvin Kamara on the thumbnail because no one cares. But Garrett Wilson did make two trades on here, so maybe you make the thumbnail. Garrett it's, Wilson. It, right? it, I was just gonna say Garrett Wilson will be the thumbnail that you guys are seeing here on your on yeah. your Wednesday. Um, another great trade show. If you do want your deals featured on the show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Like Mike mentioned, make sure you go check out the website, southharmonff.com. Koopa has an incredible warp tool out there. Um, if you're not interested in that, there's all kinds of free stuff and some also some merch you could take a look at. Otherwise, shirt, uh, baby. yeah, man, go shirt. get a shirt, get a new shirt, get a hoodie, get something for yourself. Splurge a little bit. Um, but otherwise, we will see you back here, same time, same place, next week for the Dynasty Trade Show. We're out of this thing. Peace.